0: Welcome into the In the Muddy podcast for Saturday, August 5th at Saratoga. I'm Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman, Kingland's Director of Wagering and Development. Big day at Saratoga. It's Whitney Day, the Whitney Stakes, uh, named for uh, Mary Lou Whitney and the Whitney family that were so instrumental to uh, building Saratoga up. And it's always a big day there. Uh, Jim, it's a it's an outstanding car. They've got an all stakes pick four that runs in, starts in the sixth race, but it ends before the Whitney. So we're going to look at the late pick four, which is two Grade Ones and then uh, two uh, first level allowance races that uh, are real challenging. So it's a chance to, I think maybe hit. E- even if a big favorite like Cody's Wish wins, you could uh, maybe catch a enough uh, prices to make it a, a decent pick four. So. Let's jump right into this with the ninth race. It's the uh, Grade 1 Saratoga, Saratoga Derby Invitational on the turf at a mile and 3 16ths for three-year-olds. And uh, this is a, a nice-looking group. You've got some European invaders. You've got uh, Farbridge and, and Webslinger coming out of the same race at uh, Belmont. Webslinger won the uh, turf race on Derby Day for three-year-olds. It's a nice uh, group here. Where did you land? landed on
1: Webslinger. Um, Webslinger had a really tough trip. In the Belmont Derby. Uh, and even with that bad trip, he was uh, hung out wide. Uh, he was bumped at the quarter pole. Uh, he still managed to get within a length and a half of the winner, Farbridge, who is going to be, I think, the favorite in here. But Web Slinger, I go back to that race at Churchill on Derby Day and, and the American Turf, and he just was gutsy there. He came from the 12 hole that day and ran down Farbridge. A major dude, and a couple other really big players in that grade, Two at Churchill. And I think the last race uh, that he didn't win at Belmont sets him up well for this. If he gets a clean trip, I think he's got a big shot, and you might get a little better price on him since he did not win that race, and Far- Farbridge did. I'm going to use Farbridge That's an obvious choice for Fletcher coming off that grade one win in the Belmont Derby. I'm going to use uh, Charlie Johnson's horse, Lion of War. I, I have no reason to even... Look at this horse, other than the fact that they ship him over here uh, from some decent races in Great Britain. Um, not that impressed with him. Uh, the time form ratings do not match up with the buyer ratings of the American horses. But I'm going to use him because of the presence of Owen Murphy and the fact that he did ship over here. The one I do like from uh, overseas is the franchise for Joseph O'Brien, uh, coming off a um, a win at the Cura and... There, the O'Briens always ship well into New York. So I'm going to use that one. i use program trading for Chad Brown, although it's a big step up in class for this one. But uh, two easy wins uh, the last one in optional claimer at Belmont. So uh, I'm going to use those five. Plus, I'm going to use Mondego, the one horse coming out of the Belmont Derby that only lost uh, by a length after leading there. And it, it seems like the New York jockey colony seems to let a horse get on the lead and walk and there's a good shot that joel rosario gets mondego out from that one hole and can take him a long way so i'm gonna use pretty much half the field in here um a very uh lukewarm favorite for me is web
0: slinger i am going more narrow i'm going to uh, spread in those two allowance races so to keep the ticket at an affordable level i had to tighten up somewhere else and i elected to do that here. Um, I think Farbridge, uh, are do very likely win candidates from the U.S. side for the reasons you mentioned. I end up taking Lion of War on top. I like the fact that he's an improving three-year-old. His uh, time form figures have steadily gone up. I think last was a 97, still short of what the uh, U.S. uh, contingent brings to the table, but he is an improving three-year-old. And it's been steady improvement. And the last figure was the best one. It was at a mile and a quarter. Uh, this is just uh, under a mile and a quarter at a mile and 316. So, uh, and those handicap races can be uh, some tough uh, fields over there at, uh, I think the last one was at Ascot. So, uh, Lion of War on top for me, I'm going to use them with Farbridge and Web Slinger and just go with those three. I could uh, There are others that you mentioned that I could easily uh, like to include, but to keep the ticket affordable, I'm going to stop there. Next up is the grade one Whitney. You could potentially single in here with Cody's Wish as the big favorite, but it's three-year-olds and up, and uh, this grade one is at a mile and an eighth, and that's the question for Cody's Wish, which is such uh, a a wonderful story that everybody roots for. Uh, He won the Breeders' Cup dirt mile around two turns. That was at a mile. Uh, It seems like I think he's better at seven furlongs to a mile around one turn, but he's so good right now that uh, could he get a mile and an eighth? Uh, Yeah, I I think that's uh, certainly possible he could win this. It's hard to imagine that he won't run well. Uh, So how do we bet this? I'm just going to take one other horse with him and box these two in an exacta and use them both in the uh, uh, late pick four ticket when we get to structuring our tickets. The other horse I'm going to use is Zandon. His record at two turn mile and an eighth races is good. I think that's his wheelhouse. Uh, his two races this year have been around one turn at a mile and his met mile. He, he ran well. It was his lifetime best buyer. Uh, this is his third off the layoff. He gets at his optimum uh, distance. Uh, he runs well at Saratoga and Joel Rosario has taken the mount on this horse. He's ridden him before. And I, I just think Rosario could be a really good fit for this horse under these conditions because Rosario's a really good finisher. And this horse is going to be finishing and, um, could use a little extra help probably. So a Zandon Cody's Wish exact-a-box from me in the Whitney. How about you?
1: I almost singled Cody's Wish. Uh, there are a couple reasons that I didn't. The most obvious is being the distance. I just love the way he runs. You worry about him getting a good trip. But in a six-horse field, I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, he may be 15 lengths behind the rest of them. Um, but I don't worry about that because he comes with such a rush And he's gone a mile and eight before he actually went a mile and eight in his maiden uh, debut at Saratoga. Uh, And then they cut him back to seven furlongs, and they figured out that he was a seven-furlong miler specialist. And he's been, his last ten races, he's only lost one by a head. Um, So he could be, you know, ten for his last ten. Love the story. Love the connections and, and all the good feelings about Cody's wish winning. So I hope he wins for that reason. Um, I did not use Zandon. I used another horse in here, Charge It, for Todd Pletcher. And the reason I used Charge It, he comes out of the Met, Met Mile where he wasn't really in it. He was he was wide pretty much the whole way. Um, three horses in here beat him. But he came back in the Suburban uh, at a mile and an eighth.
0: Mile was, and a quarter.
1: Mile, mile and a quarter. Mile and a quarter. My eyes are going on me. So it's a mile and a quarter, and he comes out, and he loved the longer distance, stretching out from a mile, and won that by four and, four and three quarters. Um, not, not a stellar field there, but uh, I think it sets him up well here. His fires are 102, 106. Uh, he ran a 111 in the Dwyer last year uh, at a mile, so he's capable of running as well as Cody's Wish on a, on the best day. And I think he's got, I know he's got better positional speed. I don't think Giant Game can wire them here. I don't think he's good enough to do that. He's going to try, but I think Charge It is going to get first run here. And there's a chance that Cody's Wish, coming down the stretch on that mile-and-eighth race, just may not be quite good enough. So I want to use both of them. It's going to be a very expensive ticket because I'm going to spread in the last two races as well. But I think if you, singles Cody, if you single Cody's Wish and hit it, it could pay 500 If you use Charge It, it could pay 5000 So uh, there is a reason to double a ticket in here based on uh, risk and reward. So I'm going to double my ticket and charge it as well.
0: Let's go to race 11. It's a first-level allowance on the main track at seven furlongs for three-year-olds and up. And who did you land on here?
1: I had a really good opinion of this race, and I could single this race if you don't have enough uh, money to cover the 108 I'm going to put into it. But caramel chip is very impressive uh, the last few times out. Very consistent, has been first or second his last, I think, nine races. Uh, has won uh, eight times. He's up against horses in here that have only won once. There's a huge difference in these conditions. And so, Caramel Chip to me is going to be the favorite in here. I did not single him simply because there's a couple of very lightly raced horses that look like they're going to be really good ones. And surprise, surprise are Chad Brown and Brad Cox. So, flat pack. For Chad Brown with Flavia and Pratt, uh, one by five and a half last time out. Caught a sloppy track uh, at Belmont. If, if the uh, weather is bad, you might move him up there. But, you know, that 87 buyer may have been the result of him really liking the slop. But the horse that I really like as an alternative to Caribou Chip is ever so mischievous for Brad Cox. And this horse started out at Aqueduct and only lost by a head. Came back at Churchill. Again, caught a sloppy track. We so he may downgrade that a little bit, but that's where he broke his maiden. And then came back in an allowance race at um, uh, at Ellis Park, ran his eyeballs out, and just barely got beat by a heartbreaker uh, with another 91 buyer. So the horse has raced three times with a 90-91-91. So uh, this horse may have better things ahead of him, and there is a chance with an improving three-year-old here that he does get good enough to uh, challenge caramel chips. So I'm going to use those three. But caramel chip, because of the back class and the um, eight lifetime wins,
0: is my favorite in here. Yeah, who so I like too. Uh, I think the eight wins really jumps out at me, and a 94 buyer last time over this track and a narrow loss uh, adds to the appeal for uh, caramel chip. And at ten furlong or at seven furlongs, the ten post no no problem at all with that. With a long run down the backside. Uh, ever so mischievous uh, I have on my list. I'm going to go four deep in here. Frat Pack I'm going to use, and it's Chad Brown, and that's the, the main reason I would take a horse just coming off a maiden win against these, but it was a very impressive maiden win on July 4th. I just like the way this horse uh, finished up, and so I think he's a, a potential you know good one for Chad Brown, so I'm going to use that one. And I'm going to throw in one more just to try to catch a price, and it's Cape Trafalgar who ran really well in a start off the layoff last time. And he really spread out the field, which I always like to see as well to kind of indicate a really strong performance. So there's a, a gap from first to second and a gap from second to third. And uh, Cape Trafalgar had, I think, been a little bit of an underachiever, but maybe it's finally coming together for him. So I'm going to use him on my pick four ticket, and 10 to 1 on the morning line would really uh, light up the, the pick four. The last race is where I'm going to go deepest, don't really have a strong opinion here. It's a first-level allowance, three and up on the turf at a mile and a 16th. Uh, I wouldn't sweat outside post positions. They've done well on on both of the turf courses, really, at Saratoga. I ended up taking my sea cottage on top for uh, Mark Cassie, just a horse that seems to be in peak form and uh, has, uh, I think, uh, think three wins where a lot of these just have uh, the one win. So I took my sea cottage on top, but it's not a strong opinion. I've got Boyce. Uh, in there. The Walsh Barn's been going good at Saratoga. Uh, Al's Rocket, it's Pletcher and Irad. Uh, The 1 Shutters, I think the 1 and 10 coming out of the same race, and for Shutters, it's the second off the layoff, and he's been very consistent. Uh, My uh, long shot play is Hilliard for Mike Maker. Horses run well on turf courses that have been less than firm, and uh, they've gotten a lot of uh, rain over the last uh, day or so at Saratoga, so I don't think it's going to be quite uh, to firm, so uh, Hilliard I'm going to take a shot with to try to catch a little bit of a price. And then Ruse, the three I'm going to use, mainly because he's won twice at Saratoga. So six deep for me in the last leg with my sea Cottage on top. How about you?
1: I'm trying to figure out here which horse that you'd use. I know which one you used that I didn't, and that's um, uh Hilliard? Stalliard. Yeah. Yeah, so I, otherwise I used five of the same horses, uh, and I added Fighter in the Wind. Uh, for my, so I use a maker horse, uh, basically because Benny Franco, and uh, Manny's been riding well up there. He's he's had a lot of seconditis. He's got five wins and fifteen seconds. But At one time that was two and twelve. So he's won three races in the last week. And uh, this horse coming off a of a good effort um, at Belmont, uh, I think, and Manny taking him out. He's sixteen uh, percent uh, for Maker, and Maker always gets these horses ready. So I, I just like. That horse, because he's in better form than Hilliard. Hilliard's kind of up and down, and it does depend on kind of the kind of track that he catches. So I use the other five. Boyce really intrigues me from the outside, for Brendan Walsh. Horse coming over from um, actually raced in France, but it's an Irish bred. And uh, Brendan takes over from Chad Brown, um, and Brendan is a very good turf trainer. So I'm going to give Boyce a big shot in there. And Al's Rocket is by the horse for Todd Pletcher I really like. But I'm going to go six deep in here, so you can tell I don't have a very strong opinion.
0: All right, let's do the pick four ticket construction. I'm going three deep in the first leg, five, six, and eight. Then one and six in the Whitney. One, five, seven, ten in the 11th. One, three, four, eight, ten, twelve in the 12th. $72 ticket for me. Uh, how about you?
1: Okay, I spent a little bit more. If you want a single co- Cody's Wish, it cuts it in half, but I've got a $108 ticket. Uh, one, two, four, five, six, eight, with two, six, with five, seven, ten, with one, three, four, ten, eleven, twelve. And the other place you can narrow that down is Caramel Chip in the third leg. Uh, I think it's going to be a strong favorite. So, $108 ticket, but you got a chance, especially if um, my horse knocks off Cody's Wish in a Whitney big
0: money best of luck with uh, your tickets at saratoga or wherever you're playing i got three pick fours on the card saturday at saratoga it's also kentucky downs preview day at ellis park so they'll have some nice racing and then uh, del mar's going on so it's a fun time of year to be a horse player just make sure you have money in that keeneland select account we'll uh wish you good luck and be back next week for another edition of the in the money podcast from KeenelandSelect.com.